And John. And it's we're starting a little late tonight, but that's okay. Um, we so are coming to the podcast. No, it doesn't really when it comes down to it. So we, we like record this and yeah, put it out there. So <laughs> we might we might be a little tired. Um, so we got a couple. We got a, another thing. So last time that we were here, we we did a, a like basically how to do a horror movie and then watched fourteen oh eight together. Um, with a little bit of what, commentary guess, track. How to do a horror? I guess what what elements make a good horror? I guess. Yeah. Or just scary story in general, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so. And yeah, I know so I kind be of pretty remember. good. Um, well, I, I can't say it was a popular episode for us, but it, we enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, to me, like, if we enjoy doing it, who cares what the audience thinks? To be honest, like, obviously yeah. the audience is the one who we care about, but at the same time, like, we should do the things that we love and the audience will come to us. Um... So it was a lot of fun. So John and I discussed doing it again. And we had actually posted a podcast episode of this a while back. Um, but I think both John and I like enjoy this movie a lot um, in general. So it'd be fun to, to do this. Uh, but Is we're going to we talk when we about were together. Yes, when we, when exactly. We when John was visiting. Yeah. 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 When we were in the same room, we, we did this podcast. So, okay. I'll be honest. I don't so we are we talked about that. Yeah, no, no, no. I can't remember it either. I just remember that we uh, we went to go see it that night and then posted a podcast later that evening. So, um, so we are gonna do Ghostbusters Afterlife and talk about the idea of nostalgia and how to do it correctly today. Because um, a lot of mo- like nostalgia seems to be something that everybody's grabbing, gravitating towards lately. Uh, you know, everybody wants to re- reinvigorate their youth, I guess, and everything that was great about the '80s and '90s. Um, but really, there wasn't much great about the 80s and 90s, just movies and TV shows that, that we enjoyed. Um, maybe some music. Um, so, but, yourself, but, I mean, I'd go back to those days <laughs> in a heartbeat. Um, did you, you really, well, you take those days over? Hell yeah. I mean, okay. I, well. I would love to experience them at my age rather than being a child. Um, you and I both talked about this, though, the idea that if we had both been in high school or older during the 80s, we probably would have been cokeheads. Which I, I kind of we, agree with. When did that. we say that? This was a long time ago. I, I don't think so. I The only thing I can think of is I actually wouldn't have cared for the music too much in the 80s. Um, <laughs> I, I, I kind of like it better now, but it's kind of just a thing. I, I guess I could say I like the music I had more than being into rock and metal. I'm kind of glad I grew up with what I did grow up with rather than just, say, Metallica and Megadeth and Iron Maiden. Uh, that's just me, personally. Um, we're, man, we're getting off on a tangent already here. We, um, we are, like, but yeah. this, is, this is the glory of... <laughs> but we're talking about nostalgia here, so it's not really, like, it fits in, so it's okay, you know? Uh, and you know something? And it's absolutely true. People are using nostalgia all over the place. You know, there's reboots, rehashes, reimagining, soft reboots sequels um mm-hmm. but you know that's always been a thing and i don't know why we're acting like remakes haven't always been a thing in hollywood and but they haven't uh, been as prevalent like the 10 commandments sure. let's put it this way the 10 commandments wasn't a remake well it's it's it is a book right it is a story in the bible but it wasn't a remake of something 
Planet no. of the Apes, and I don't know why I'm gravitating towards Charlton Heston movies here, but Planet of the Apes wasn't a remake of something else. No, uh, yeah, Night of the Living Dead wasn't a, like, these were all original ideas. But, like, one of the movies I grew up in, it's the reason I love the Tropics the way I, could, I do, this, the Disney Swiss Family Robinson. Mm-hmm. And that came out in 1962. Mm-hmm. And it was a remake of a 1940s or 50s movie. Uh, well, so but it's that, taken from literature, though. Yeah, but it's just like, and it's also kind of, I almost think of it as, at least in the early days of Hollywood, it was almost kind of like how symphonies or, say, operas would would operate, or even playhouses. Mm-hmm. Um, playhouses didn't write plays. They, like, well, yeah. we're going to be doing Shakespeare this year, or something like that, or, you know, symphonies would be doing, we're going to be doing Bach at the symphony mm-hmm. uh, on, in January or whatever. There was composers, there was art in existence, and then like symphonies or playhouses or whatever would just use that, and they would they would make their own. They would they wouldn't make their own. They would play that. And I almost think movie early Hollywood was kind of like that too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's been what three films of of Mice and Men, like three of them. Yeah. True. Yeah, is, True. So, but it, yes, were they done? Were they done for nostalgia purposes, or were they done just because somebody just said, "I have a good take on of mice and men"? Maybe both. <laughs> I just, okay. I, I, I guess maybe I'm not specifically touching on the nostalgia thing right now. It's just, and yes, absolutely, like everything's reboot, rehash, reimagining. But it seems like that's always been the case to some degree. And, and when yeah. people grow up, it's only natural for... We're feeling nostalgia for the late 90s, because that's when we grew up, maybe, to some extent. And, you know, the, we talked about the, the 80s things actually already kind of passed. When, uh, yeah. It's kind of more the 90s now, because, again, we're all approaching middle age, all of us that grew up in the 90s. And mm. So it, it'll always roll, and it's going to be early, mid-2000s. Before you know it, we're going to feel old because there's going to be a nostalgia craze for the 2010s. And we're going to be like, what the hell? What what, what happened? Uh, yeah. Anyway, so I, I, I think it's always there. But we can always, the complaints go around and they're not unfounded. You know, Hollywood's out of ideas. Writers have no creativity anymore. And... To me, it's more prevalent. I don't mind reimagining per se. I mean, you or a, a remake or a reboot or whatever. In point of fact, I would love to see. You brought up Charlton Heston, Ten Commandments. I would love to see a modern Ten Commandments with a big budget and special effects and. Yeah, Ben Hur style kind of, you know, yes, like but good. Cecil B. DeMille, the world is ending, like you know. Yeah, I but I would just I would love to see modern technology used to remake the Ten Commandments if it was done well, you know. It, it, I don't think the the problem is that that movie I don't think could ever get made in today's world. Like, we we'll are see. we're so far we're so far removed yeah, from like they, they probably, Christian. Yeah, they probably try to do what they did with the Noah movie or. Um, yeah, exactly. And, and it's funny because actually, I like the Noah movie 
not because of like any literally liter, literal value to the you know to the Bible or whatever it is, but spirituality. Yeah, I mean, it was just an interesting like idea on how they tried to kind of run with it and you know leave it for what it was. They they tried to add the spirituality of Kabbalah into into Noah, but whatever. Like you know, <laughs> all right, fine. It's just. Uh, We'll just, we won't speak on it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's, that is Darren Aronofsky just being, you know, Darren Aronofsky. So, so. so and I, I think there's been special, and again, you haven't seen it yet, but true to the idea of what we're covering tonight, uh, the idea of using nostalgia correctly, mm-hmm. uh, you still need to go see the new Top Gun, because it is. I know. It does it I was actually perfectly. It. I was talking to somebody, and this this is something actually. I think Ghostbusters Afterlife does is there are parallels to the characters in the movie uh, that draw back to the originals, and so like obviously you know I, I know the uh, enough to be like oh Rooster is <laughs> Goose's son right okay so there's that like relationship, mm-hmm. um, but then it, it goes even deeper like there's there's a there's a character that represents Iceman there's a character so everybody is kind of represented in this in that movie with a new batch of characters and then there's tom cruise and you see that actually play out in ghostbusters as well where the characters who play the the kids the new ghostbusters so to speak um each one kind of fills out the role you have a ray stanza you have a harold ramus um you know or sorry uh (laughs) yeah and you have a bill murray character finn wolfhard yeah you have a yeah you have a winston yeah yeah, absolutely. And you even have the black kid. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to say it that way, but it's true. You you have you, you have, have the token. Like, Is that really? Yeah, you have you really all the, all the characters right yeah, there. Really, you're really going. Ernie Hudson in yeah. kid form. You know, you know um, maybe if with most people had been coming out like that with drinking, I think with you drinking would have been a good idea. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> you know, speaking of that, actually, I was laughing because uh, San Jose Sharks uh, did their first, and I don't want to say it's a diversity hire. I don't know anything about the coach, but they hired their uh, the, uh, their first black general manager in hockey ever. And it just, like, it struck me as, like, well, that's because hockey doesn't really have any people, like, any black players. Like, it's very they're few they're and far between. Yeah. So, but... um. Anyways, that's that's a tangent we don't even need to get into. But anyways, where so from. where did this yeah. come from? <laughs> the whole like black token, yeah, and then Do yeah, you have never mind. You need it doesn't work out? I have no issues, man. None yeah. whatsoever. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I am one hundred percent healthy, my friend. Um, but yeah. So, so okay. So I would not. This movie, I didn't. I would say it's not as good as Top Gun in terms of sheer enjoyment factor, but it was uh-huh. clearly it was done right. Um, two uh, two things. There's a, a reviewer on YouTube, Darius Unlimited. I I enjoy his videos. I you know I watch him out. In his review of this, he he said two things. One, you could very clearly tell this was done with love. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I'm sorry. He said that about this one for the for the Top Gun one. He said that the new characters were actually good. And he could, 
he would watch a spinoff of like them if they got their oh movies, without, without without Tom Cruise okay. without Tom Cruise he was a, they were good enough that he would watch that movie um, hy- that <laughs> hypothetical movie if it was me so there's key elements that we're going to get into with this movie that are done well and like the sheer difference between this movie and the 2016 Ghostbusters um, yes which God where jeez they. They managed to get the cameo of everyone from the original, but basically just clowned on them. And at the same time, the new characters were not in any way interesting or anything like that. And so when you, you're doubling nostalgia with a patch, passing of the torch story, um, mm-hmm. and this is where the new Ghostbusters absolutely nails it, is giving proper respect to the original cast members that are for... You're using nostalgia to put people in seats. And that's yeah. something Hollywood does so wrong so often, so many times. Well, is that because they don't is they do, they use nostalgia to get your butt in the seat and then shit all over the characters you're there to see. Yeah. Um that's the twenty sixteen Ghostbusters did it. Uh, we were talking earlier when you sent the, the clip for Clerks Three and I made that joke. That's because yeah, that He Man, He Man did that. <laughs> he Man did it horribly. Uh, yeah, that's why I. Obi Wan, Obi Wan Kenobi did it. The Kenobi show. Yeah, yeah. It was just. Yeah, it it really did actually. Um, you you have. Like, as far as I'm concerned, like, the, the two Star Wars properties that came out of all this, like, Disney buyover, The Mandalorian did a really proper job of capturing the Star Wars universe as a whole and trying to expand upon it and building in some of the nostalgia of, like, let's bring back a character or two here just to kind of, like, show some badassery, right? Um, and then um, Rogue One, to me, is is the best movie to come out of this whole situation um and the way what because they made a fucking great war film like you could take that movie out out of star wars and it'd be a really great war film guns of navarro you know bridge over the river Kwai. that like just like it's just war you know kelly's heroes let's just talk about all these great war films that fits into that category um take out the the fact that Rogue One. It's, the other Star Wars movies are not war movies per se, but Rogue One is a war movie. It's a suicide. It's squad a war style. movie. Yeah. Es- like, and, espionage. And not, it's not behind enemy lines. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. Not a, it's not it's a beautiful. comic book Suicide Squad. I mean, like a Suicide Squad war movie. You know. Exactly. Exactly. And and you don't get those nowadays. So it was it was a really good take on like trying to again expand the universe and tell a story that we kind of we knew a little bit but expand upon it right and do service understanding like this was the groundwork that was laid in previous films and so all we're going to do is tell that story through those other films where obi-wan fails in my opinion at least is obi-wan tries to expand this story and build out this this weird idea that him and leia were known each other and you know he rescued her and and it totally does away with what like a new hope bit like that the 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 framework that a new hope built um, all just to tell a story, and so essentially that, you're shitting on and, and what was already out to there. Told. That's the really killer part. The, the, that yeah. story did not need to be told. Mm-mm. But there's a million better ways to tell that story. 
Like to, you don't need is, Leia in it. You don't need like it would. It would be much more interesting to find him like. Yeah, but they needed to pulled back the into the rebel. They yeah. needed to shit on the male characters and make the female characters as cool as possible, even at ten years old and everything. <laughs> but uh, it's yeah that that is just getting sickening at this point. Yeah. But now, because we're talking about how to do nostalgia right, this was absolutely how to do nostalgia wrong. You know, mm-hmm. Obi Wan Kenobi was the wise, you know, tutor in the original trilogy, and the re in the prequel trilogy, he kind of became like the fan favorite coming out the other side. Yeah. Like, you really got to see what Obi Wan was like. So, people now nostalgic for Star Wars, Obi Wan Kenobi is a favorite. So, use his name to get somebody to watch a story that did not need to be told, that completely ruins yep. him as a character. Uh, and it's just they keep doing that, and I swear they're doing it on purpose. I I don't know if they're doing it on purpose necessarily, but it is not like a well, it's, it's just have, not a good situation. They have boxes to check, and yeah, like strong, like but that's all that diversity and inclusion in filmmaking right now, like and strong female characters, where you get, strong. And this is you get that combined with nostalgia, and this is what's happening. Yeah, it's it's sure. this burning the candle at both ends and completely ruining IPs and characters and stories and franchises and universes. Uh, yeah, which you know you kind of hope goes away. I the new um, Indiana Jones movie is supposed to come out, and again, like you're hoping it's a passing of the torch. It's James Manigold who's directing it, right? It's Harrison Ford who's in it, but he's 80 years old, so you know this is going to be his. Oh, he's not 80, but. You know, he's old, so, like, this is his last... You know that this is the last Indiana Jones movie. Like, this is it, right? This is... This this should be the Logan of Indiana Jones. So the question is, is do they pay it fan service, or the, do they basically just make a bunch of old fart jokes about Indiana Jones at this point? And that's the problem. Yeah. Um, it sounds like that's what they're doing, so... Yeah. Well, also, I guess they're killing him off, like, right away... But then there's this whole, like, time travel storyline in it. What? Yeah. I haven't... Okay. I'm like, glad I stayed out of this, because I haven't read any of this crap. Yeah, I've heard... I've heard some... Some things. Anyway. Which messes we... up young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Um... <laughs> I, I never saw that show, but I heard good things about it. It was great, man. But it was, like, an old Indiana Jones telling a kid his stories. Right? Mm-hmm. So... Um, I don't know. We won't go into it. Um, let's do this though. Let's talk about what we're drinking tonight. Because well, John always has something. I am not drinking, and uh, I'm not drinking because I'm doing the 75 hard. Uh, I'm only on day two, so I've got 73 more days to go on this whole program. Um, just make it sound bad, though. Like, it's you know, it's I can hard. see hard but that's what it's called it's called 75 hard um it's it's i mean it's it's built to be a difficult program it's not built to be easy when you it's, first you told know, me you were doing it and i had no context and never heard of it i thought you meant 75 women so <laughs> 75 golden virgins given to me by okay um we're not gonna get in that no so the idea with 75 hard is you follow a diet, any diet, it doesn't matter. Um, you don't drink alcohol. 
Uh, you drink a gallon of water. Uh, you do two workouts a day. One of them has to be outside in the elements, not in your garage, that kind of thing. But one has to be outside in the elements. Um, and then uh, read 10 pages of a book and take a progress photo every single day. And so you think that's easy, right? But already the drink a gallon of water, that's really difficult. Working out two, two times a day, that's, you gotta figure, you gotta plan that out, right? Like you can't just go, I'm gonna go work out now. So you gotta plan that yeah. out more. Um, and it's funny how it's the small things will get me. So like, I almost forgot the very first day, I almost forgot to take a progress photo. That would have started me back at, you know, step one. Um, but the point is, is that you go, you have to do those 75 for 75 days. If you fail any one step, you have to go all the way back. So if I had a little bit of boost tonight, I'd have to go back to day one. Um, so that's that's kind of the idea. So I, I you know, I want to get through this. I want to uh, I want to prove my mental toughness. I want to, you know, come out the other side and say I can you know, get through anything and, and, you know, use it as kind of a, hopefully a goal setting kind of thought process, you know, anyways, on that note, I'm not drinking alcohol. What I am drinking is a zero proof. It's called ritual zero proof rum alternative. Um, so I'm mixing that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it, it could be worse. Uh, it's got, uh, vanilla toasted spice. Um, so it's basically all the flavors of rum with none of the actual like yummy flavor of rum. It's yeah. So um reason to drink it, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> this would make Jack Sparrow pissed. Um so basically I've been mixing that with a I've got a ginger LaCroix here. So kind of just it's a little mix of that and this and that kind of thing. That way I can keep my diet as far as like no sh like limited sugars and you know all that kind of thing and enjoy right. something while John and I are talking and watching this movie so well I, I went easy on myself tonight I just made bikini martinis so <laughs> just doing my bikini yeah. martinis again which are both I gone, feel like that's your go to are they did you not make a couple well, did you only make the one I made two well this is the second one right here I always uh, make two okay. and actually my go to is a standard martini so Oh, sweet. Because that's my drink of choice. Love it. I love it. And now well, we're cool, ready. man. Alrighty, so without much further ado, we are going to start the movie here. And we are going to enjoy Ghostbusters Afterlife. Alright. Just for recording purposes, we are now on the Sony logo. So if you guys want to watch this at home or whatever with us, Sony logo just popped up and it's going away. And the creepy Ghostbusters music. That's one thing that they did really well was incorporate the go the original music. Yes. Into this, you know. Yes. And uh, again, Top Gun. I'm not gonna incessantly talk about Top Gun tonight, but it did that too. Even down to it had the same font in the opening credits. Mm. Um, now, Although I heard to... somebody complain that it didn't play "Take My Breath Away" no. enough times, it didn't play at all. <laughs> now, while we're on this note, so, so kind of tying the last one we did about making good horror, so Ghostbusters was not a horror mm -mm. per se. Uh, one thing I'm not holding it against Ghostbusters Afterlife because it's not necessarily what I'm looking for, but 
because there there are very creepy elements to the Ghostbuster movies. Mm. Not scary, not anything like that, but um, but uh, there's one part in both of the original two movies that actually. I don't want to say freak me out. That's not because that's not true. But they just kind of make the hairs on the back of my neck stand up ever so slightly, ever so slightly. Okay. Just that, just that gives me a little bit of chills. And in the first movie, it's actually kind of this is just how weird I am. It's actually when they're in jail talking about the history of the building. Yeah. And in the second one, it's when they're in the dark room, when Ray and Egon are in the dark room, and like they're using like the different analysis, analytical machines to like develop the film in different ways. And, and then you everything see the, bursts into the, fire. The, like face to Vigo over the river of slime, like that. It's mm -hmm. just creepy. I don't. This doesn't have that for me at all. But you don't. You know, there's not a scene that you find. Creepy not in this one. one. Not like that. Not that, like, one little... Okay. They did, um... For anybody... Spoilers, like, we all know that that's, that's technically Harold Ramis stand-in there. Um, yeah. You know, if you haven't seen the movie, too late now, but... that. Is, <laughs> so that is Egon standing there in the field. And that I think they did... They did a really good job with this. Like, this was something that they, like... You could tell again that love right there. Yeah. Harold Ramis yeah. dying almost 10 years ago, 20 years ago? I think it was 2014. Um, so 2014? So yeah, almost. So just past 10 now, years. Now, it's it really sucked that he died, and especially because if, if you like the Ghostbusters movie, you love Egon. There's just yeah. no way you don't love Egon. So this is the single biggest element of how this movie did nostalgia right. Yeah, is it made Egon a hero? And it 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 gave like Egon wasn't. I would say out of all the Ghostbusters, the two that always kind of like Stan, Ray stands is so Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray, right? Bankman mm -hmm. as probably the two most popular Ghostbusters to come out of the movies. Egon kind of being there, but not really like one of the most popular ones. So. To see him used in the way that he is, I, thought, um, I figured he was the most popular. He's, he's ego. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but but over Bill Murray? Not Harold Ramis over Bill Murray, but Egon over Bankman. No uh, way. Bankman's got way more quips. Yeah, but just maybe 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 I'm just interjecting my own love for Bankman. I'm just saying people and, who love the Ghostbusters movies just love Egon because. Yeah. Um, his, uh, I always, I always love the implied relationship with him and Janine. <laughs> I don't necessarily. Now you gotta admit I that was kind of that was creepy. That was done well. Just all of a sudden the. Uh, yeah, I just, to me, I don't know exactly how I feel about the PKE meter turning into a taser. I don't know how I feel about that, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, you mean, you mean it shocking the monster? Well, because it was, the PKA meter was like, it detected spiritual energy. I don't, I don't mm -hmm. remember 
specifically what it did. But he, like, changed it to turn into a ghost taser. I don't know how I feel about that. Finn Wolfhard coming out of Stranger Things. Becoming a very popular actor because of Stranger Things. That was... I don't know again how I feel about it, but this movie was also very it definitely was trying to ride the Stranger Things wave mm-hmm. definitely was and it's oh yeah if it hadn't ended up being good and standing on its own right that definitely would have been a point against it but because the movie works in its own regard yeah and again I, I think that that he does kind of fit the Venkman character, so it it's forgivable to you. Like, you know, there's a chemistry that that you can say, okay, that. Yeah, but you know. just, I mean, obviously they're using the actor, but I mean, like, they were like, hey, Stranger Things is something people like right now. Let's let's ape it for this Ghostbusters. Movie. <laughs> like, uh, let's let's use it for whatever we can. Because uh, Stranger Things has that, uh, you know, how like the. The adults in the town don't have no idea what's going on, other than the two, mm. other than the sheriff yeah, yeah. and and uh, Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder, yeah. Like all the other adults are completely oblivious to everything that's going on in this town, and mm. this Ghostbusters movie did that too. Like the kids are all, they're in on what's happening, they're following it, and the adults are completely oblivious to it, with the exception of. Uh, that is it, that is a. That is a thing that I, I typically don't like about these types of movies, though, is when the kids are the cool guys and the and the parents are clueless. It, it can be old, especially because it it's uh, tricky to do right. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yes. What's interesting is everybody in this town knows that there's something wrong, but they just refuse to acknowledge that there's something wrong. You know, and, and they always just made fun of, like, the Harold Ramis, always just a dirt farmer because he was just moving dirt around. And obviously yeah, that he, plays into the larger story of why he, he was doing it, but... He moved he moved out to a farm and didn't grow anything. Yep. And now they're coming up on the creepy home. <laughs> And that whole part, I, I do enjoy this whole part because he essentially wrote like the same thing that Ray and uh, Winston were talking about on the drive, like now kind of comes back. So again, calling back to the very first movie, which yeah. did you notice that there's no callbacks to the second movie at all in this? Yeah. I was... it's, it's almost like the second Ghostbusters didn't even exist. Well, they, they flat out said the 2016 Ghostbusters didn't exist. But I guess when the director was asked about that directly, he said, no, the second one did happen. Okay. Uh, Interesting. They didn't erase the second. I think the second one gets a lot of hate it doesn't deserve. I like the second one. I agree. It's a good movie. It's a kid's movie more than the first one was, though. More so. But, I mean, yeah. I, the villain in it isn't as powerful as Gozer, but he's way creepier. Yeah. He goes a way creepier villain than Gozer. Uh, Agreed. 
I, I think it would have been cool if they would have found a way to call it back. But again, back in that day, they didn't think about trilogies the same way that they're thinking about them now. Yeah. So yeah. if Ghostbusters was made today, yeah. you know, we would have had a whole trilogy of Leonardo. Star Wars. Star Wars stood alone as a trilogy back then. That was the only mm-hmm. trilogy there was. Back to the future. Um, well, Back to the Future was trying to be that before, you know. Well, so. it, it wasn't complete at this point yet when the first two Ghostbusters came out. You're still waiting on them. Uh, this one doesn't have it so much, but and no no offense to Winston, but just because he wasn't one of the original three. Well, actually, this isn't even really like Vankman's not even included in this either. So just going with Ray and Egon, Egon was mm-hmm. kind of if you've ever met or talked to like an actual no kidding genius like genius level like you and how they have an almost it's almost impossible for them to communicate with normal people Mm -hmm. so sometimes you have people like Ray and I always like the dynamic between Egon and Ray since they were the main developers of everything but it was Ray was smart enough to be a scientist and co-developer with Egon but he was also grounded enough that he could he could liaise between Egon and the rest of the world. Yes. I, I would, yes. I always like that dynamic. So Yeah. No, actually that's that's funny. That's kind of a good um that's a good pull because that's almost like what these two go through themselves. Like she can't communicate to her mom. She's so she's too smart for for that type of thing. Yeah. Um, and so you see that interplay here. Can I help you? And yeah, then there's Janine. But it's, and also kind of like, like how untethered Egon was when he moved out to Oklahoma. Because he didn't yeah. have Ray anymore. And especially when yeah. he had a falling out with Ray. Like, mm-hmm. All, be, all because they left, right? All because he was essentially going crazy is, I think, what, what they thought, right? Mm-hmm. So, what was the relationship between Janine in the whole like, like it was implied that they were lovers during Ghostbusters, and then in the very first movie, like there was implications happening, like for example, like him under the desk fixing her like computer and then coming out from well, under the desk. That was, and he was just fixing her computer there because he was. It was a very awkward moment of like some initial flirting, but you never saw anything other than that. Uh, and then obviously she hooks up with uh, Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis in the second one. But. Exactly. So, but perhaps, now he's nowhere to be seen they in this. Were, but she was also like kind of his last real friend, I guess you could say. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. That was actually one thing that I was disappointed in. No Rick Moranis in this movie. I thought that too, although I don't know where you put him. Dude just shows up as one of the Ghostbusters. Like, he technically was an honorary Ghostbuster at the end of 2. Like, if you wanted a callback to 2, him just showing up with a proton pack would have made me happy. Like, that would have been, all right, cool. Maybe you won't explain that. Like, no matter what, I'm serious. A new home could be an opportunity. 
She even looks like Egon. It's scary. Like, did, did the did did they mean for that to happen? Like, or did they just pick the right person? Like, how is it that they well, made her look like Egon? Remember, nothing in a movie's on accident. Remember? Yeah, that's true. Well, not nothing, but. Yeah. And and there's our there's our Ernie Hudson. <laughs> Token black kid. But she in Oklahoma. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Small town Oklahoma at that too. So did you hear that they're actually making a sequel to this now? I guess so. So, there you go. That's the other bit, like him being called Dirt Farmer. Like everybody just knows him as Dirt Farmer. Yeah. Didn't know he had a family, didn't know anything about him. And so this is interesting. The bottles tied to the trees. Like, what is? Well, because Zul and Vince Glorthu could turn invisible, so they were all like warning systems. So they could still affect the bottles. Well, they were invisible. They weren't intangible. I think it's just uh, like. Everything he did made sense in context, but nobody knew the context but him. So yeah, the one thing I do wonder about too is like, or the one thing I should say that that made me happy about this movie was the the idea that you know you had to wonder about well what about all across the world where these ghost sightings might be happening and stuff but they only are focused in new york obviously because the movie's based in new york so it was kind of fun to see them bust out into something to, into like oh no this is like spread out across the u.s mm-hmm. well then it was cool that they, especially because like i said that part that in the first one that always catches me about when they're talking about the history of the building and everything like that 
I love how this will be built on that. Like this is the mine where the metal came from to build that man that building in New York. Exactly. Yeah, I, yeah. I love that. Like Again, that that callback. <laughs> Which I kind of hope they keep if, if with the sequel, like they keep calling back if, at least. They bring yeah, Vigo. Yeah, they well, they can't bring. Can they bring Vigo back? Well, I'm just saying, if they make a sequel to the sequel, like <laughs> I, I will admit, that would be a cool idea. I don't know if it could be done, but it would be a yeah. cool idea. Like if they had to fight Vigo in the second one. <laughs> Um, J.K. Simmons' probably shortest role in the history of him being an actor, right? Right in this movie. Yeah, and it—that was like the single worst part of this movie to me. I I would actually agree with that. You okay? Uh, yeah, first day. Can you imagine who they've got teaching summer school? Can. <laughs> did Did you know Olivia Wilde was Gozer? Not the voice, but the uh, the no. persona of Gozer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Paul Rudd. What do you think of Paul Rudd? Honest opinion. I don't think of okay. much. Uh, I think he looks young because I can't believe like he was in Clueless in 1995 and he didn't look any different. He's 50 years old, man. Like he's in his 50s. How much work do you think he's had done? <laughs> I, I actually I like Paul Rudd, but I feel like he plays at least recently he plays kind of the same character over and over and over again. Or they just they say let's find somebody who's like Paul Rudd, and they're like, well, let's just call Paul Rudd. <laughs> you know, sort of like and we can relate to this guy because he has a podcast with one subscriber. <laughs> and look. You have your Ray stanza. And it's interesting that you bring up the point that it's Ray that kind of helps helps Ego communicate. And in this case yeah. now, best friends, e Egon and Egon and uh, Ray, you know, so. And just like Ray, I love how he's trying to, like, delve into the supernatural or the conspiracy world in that kind of way, you know? Mm -hmm. So. Again, the whole idea of dirt farmer. <laughs> I 
What does make this interesting, though, too, is like they used all the earthquakes that were happening in real life in Oklahoma as kind of a backdrop for this. So, you know. Part of doing with love is, uh, you know, details. Yeah. You know, there's a highly entertaining movie about a killer dog happening right over there. Is this a seismic map? Yeah. How did you know that? Because it's a map of seismologists. <laughs> Vulcanologist. You're a Interesting little uh, science uh, explanation in the middle of this. <laughs> yeah. Has no clue of sarcasm and just, yeah, just. It was, that, was, that was terrible. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Done foreshadowing. Hey, my skills. How's it going, Jerry? Oh, hey, how's it going? No, it's not good. It's not good at all. Um, <laughs> does everyone do this? Yeah, it's super important. They do a really good job of like trying to set the scene as well, of like everything that's like giving you little tidbits here and there. It's fine. Seriously, it's fine. It's really masculine. It's got a wolf on it. Trust me. I'm actually kind of surprised it fits me. Yeah, it's kind of actually. Oh. Again, music. Speeding, three, two, one. Uh, yeah, just introduce yourself and tell me what shape you're practicing. Phoebe. Toast. Okay, maybe a little more. Tell me a joke or something. A joke? Mm-hmm. What do you call a dead polar bear? but then yeah it's perfect which is is different actually because there was it in the the ghostbusters movie it actually didn't take any convincing 
Like, it was Ray and Egon who were trying to search for ghosts that led them into the library. It, it was Venkman that was the skeptic, because he was just kind the of skeptic. a fraud. Well, he was yeah. a fraud. He was... Yeah. He didn't really <laughs> the whole shocking... Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the psychic shocking test was... Yeah. <laughs> Which then played into the second movie, in fact, when he had his own TV show, the Psychic TV show, so... Yeah, because he flat out said, I am a fraud. Like... <laughs> that is a creepy set. Yeah. Until one day... They did a really good job on dressing that, like, old abandoned mine with just the flowing rope, like... Shandor. There you go. Those are, the, are those same right like sculpture things in the first movie in the building? I wonder. Well, they had the, the gargoyles. I think these are all just reliefs of it. Okay. But yeah, the same architecture, the same. Because it had the same designer. Yeah. Or it was actually old. Like old, old, and Evo Shandor found it. And that's why he found the mine, and then designed the building the same way. Yeah. It would be cool to kind of get more history of that whole situation. Like you know, okay, now he, he took a mine. He, you know, used he he basically sacrificed workers that kind of thing but but like the history of gozer like where did gozer worshipers come from that kind of thing like you get that in the first know. movie a little bit not really like too extreme though ba what, babylonian god right mm -hmm. sumerian not babylonian sumerian okay that's yeah, actually sumerian. a line from the first movie because winston yeah. <laughs> said some babylonian god's gonna come and start tearing up the city and he got like Sumerian, not Babylonian. <laughs> Good job, John. Good job. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. <laughs> For folks listening, that's how you do fan service, right? Um. <clears throat> okay, I grew up on two movies that I probably shouldn't have, and I mean young, young, like three. Jaws and Ghostbusters. Yeah. I've seen Robocop. those two movies. I've seen those two movies probably more than any other. Ghostbusters, especially, yes. Especially Ghostbusters. Yeah. I hate showing this movie to people, like the original Ghostbusters, and just getting an uh I'm like, no, no. Don't uh me movie was brilliant it's kind of cool like the idea that they're playing chess together hmm. 
then again, her being skeptic. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Who's getting her attention? Yeah. But she's not freaking out. That's what's kind of interesting, too. No, she's... She's her grandfather's granddaughter. Yeah. Curios curiosity before fear. Oh, that's cool. Just this whole, like, okay, hot, cold, hot, cold. Can't, uh, I can't. Uh, I think that's actually one reason I'm happy I'm not drinking for a while is because I've noticed when I start to when I drink, I like I want a meal, like I want to go out and order Chinese food or something stupid like that. Mm, I get it, but I'm just having some dates and cheese. There you go. Just dates and are, are they combined? No, dates, and cheese. And cheese. Oh, okay. <laughs> Next, John's going to say, I've got a whole rasher of bacon here, too. No, no bacon. This is kind of cool, a little puzzle box in the floor. Like, only Egon would think, I'm going to hide my shit with a puzzle box. Bum, ghost trap. First Cujo, now Chucky. Yeah. <laughs> I I gotta wonder why. Um, like why? So that's another interesting thing about um, like all the Ghostbusters movies is they become famous and everything's great and it ends on a happy note and then the next movie picks up and the band's broken up and some of them are destitute and trying to figure out and then so it's it's interesting how like the movie's literally about them getting the band back together all three movies are about them getting the band back together because 
you know, no ghost sightings or they went bankrupt or something. And these guys, how could something so like profound in existence all of a sudden not like be history in people's eyes? Yeah. Again, made with love. Like it's it's just got a it's got a good script. Now the sad part is is again like, could this part be played by anybody else but Paul Rudd? Yeah. Like, does Paul Rudd make this part? He makes it, but other others could have done it. Yeah. He's almost really playing the same character he plays in Ant-Man. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, oops, and then they let out the ghost. But I think that's... Like, it's Paul Rudd. Like, I don't think I've seen a movie that he's done where I didn't feel like, oh, it's just Ant-Man. <laughs> and that is a question I have how did this not be family history like how did daughter not know grand like dad was a ghostbuster yep no <laughs> Missing the window. It has a door in the windows, like an ordinary house. With a distinct smell of evil. It's prominent. What are you doing? Oh, um, giving a little color, setting the mood. It's creepy. I dig it. <laughs> I kind of like how he's just a big kid. Yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. Hi. Hello. 
play again. You brought them home. It's a service I provide. Right. Well, <laughs> no, it's not. I can't go. Okay. <laughs> right. Well, the only thing lurking inside here is my slowly dying soul. Is that what that's? Oh. Well, it's not dinner, so. Um, would you? Sure. Like. And then you've got your. Uh... See, I almost wonder if like they added Paul Rudd because they knew that they needed some sort of like comedic relief this early in the movie, knowing that they weren't going to. They needed something to keep you going. Yeah. They needed the big name. They needed the you know. So. Yeah. No, of course it bothers me. I just don't exhibit emotions the same way everyone else does. He is a smarter Rick Moranis, and the mother obviously is is like a more used up version of Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> I have I don't have a better term for it, but. shit hits the fan they do a good job of making you feel safe and like okay things are gonna be cool and then all of a sudden being like it's downtime downtime's a crucial yeah. especially in a movie that has the ghouls and ghosts right you know or action you gotta you gotta have that yeah it's it's especially important in horror you mm-hmm. need your down moments in horror you need that false sense of security yeah I do like I typically do like Jason Reitman. I think I think he's a pretty good director. He's followed in his father's footsteps really well, so it's you know, for him to be able to take over his dad's franchise. This isn't like any other Jason Reitman movie though. Should state that like like if you don't like Jason Reitman typically is like independent film Mm -hmm. Juno I don't know if you ever saw Juno or not I did not up in the air thank you for smoking like he doesn't really do I've seen things for smoking yeah but uh the only Ivan Reitman movies I know of are for sure are are Ghostbusters and Evolution my mom won't say it we just got a big uh, no, that's because Robert Zemeckis. What? Uh, for some reason, I was going to say... Um, I'm not offended. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, damn. Um, <laughs> back to the Future. But that's totally wrong. Yeah. So, Stripes. Did you see Stripes? 
Saw stripes. Meatballs. Yeah. Twins. Never saw, never saw meatballs. Saw twins. Ghostbusters, obviously. Kindergarten cop. Okay, those are all Ivan Reitman. Junior. Father's Day. Six Days, Seven Nights. Evolution, which was like him was trying to one. redo Ghostbusters. That was the only other one I knew. Evolution, yeah. Yeah, so he's done a lot of movies. Like, he's, you know, he was a... Does he know what cuneiform is? He's he's a seismologist. Grandfather leading her to the woodshed. Why did he never call the other Ghostbusters down? He did. Did he? Mm-hmm. Maybe I forgot all that then. Did they just not believe him? Yep. It's when she calls Ray. That's what they find out. Mm. When they talk to Ray. That's right. They're a little yeah. he's turning the lights on. Yep. It is cool. He's like, finish the work I started. <laughs> that part we were just talking about with with him and Janine, where she asked about his hobbies, and he says, says I collect spores, spores, molds, and fungus. Yeah. <laughs> and there's, yeah, molds, spores, and fungus just hanging out right there. It's good callbacks, man. It really is. It's it's just perfect. It's like, how do how do we make this man more human? Well, at the same time, solidifying his legacy. Yeah. Nestle Crunch Bar, like right there, like things that he liked to eat right in his jacket pocket, you know, mm -hmm. and his glasses. <sighs> Such a fun movie. This I know. It really is. The whole diorama, that's great. Like he basically planned out what he was gonna do. Yeah. He knew what to do, he just couldn't accomplish it on his own. Yeah. 
Well, he did. That was the problem. It just went wrong at the wrong. It just all failed at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. Is that the brain scan from uh, behind him? Is that the brain scan from the first movie? Maybe. Because he had managed to capture one, like either the keymaster or the gatekeeper. He was trying to catch the other. Yeah, it was Vince. Vince Clorth- uh, Clorthal. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was what was in the ghost trap. Yeah. Yeah, he had caught one of them, and that was the other. We're trying to catch the other one when everything went wrong, and that's what killed him. Yeah, and they were trying to get him out of the ghost trap. Is. <laughs> How on earth did you build this? Uh, because I'm a doctor, bitch. <laughs> it's like eight degrees. Yeah. <laughs> God, I really do miss him. Like, he was a great director, great actor. Let's make fun of people's names. That's great. So, did you hear Bill Murray was was complaining about the proton packs being used on the new movie? He's like, we got, you know, essentially big-ass weights that we had to carry around. These kids get <laughs> these light things. <laughs> that sounds like Bill Murray. <laughs> it does. It really does. Okay, let's go back to something here because this this is a good still like call out to the first movie and something that this movie again did better than the remake did and that the first movie did better than the remake will ever do. And it's the first like powering on of the proton packs and them using it. And in fact, it's the drinker who was the one who brought this up. Like, yeah, this, he like, did that scene comparison way, way back early in his channel's history. Yeah. 
you have 10 minutes of just stupid ass stuff where in the first movie literally they just turn it on and they back the fuck up from it (laughs) but again even his like his commentary will this be her certain death nobody knows Nobody's flying around, bouncing around in this field. Nobody, you know. <laughs> nope. Proton pack for our generation was right up there with the lightsaber and all that. Like, oh yeah, ev- everybody wanted one. You know, <laughs> how cool would it be to have that? I, I had the toys. I had, you know, because that was. Oh yeah. I had the. Proton did you did you have the car? The trap. No, I mean like the big toys, like the proton pack you put on your back and like the trap. Oh no! I, I, have, I just had the action figures in the car. I did know, have so. some of the action. I didn't have the car. I did have some of the action figures, but no, yeah, I had the proton pack toy and I had the trap toy that's cool that was like an air pump that he like stamped on and it yeah. opened and it, came, <laughs> it, it came with a little ghost you could put on it that would fall in when you opened it that is cool that's awesome I like that let me let me ask you your thoughts on this because they got rid of Slimer for the sake of this yeah. ghost yeah. Would you have whatever. preferred to have Slimer, or would you have preferred to have I would this have preferred ghost? Slimer. Okay. I never cared about Slimer. Even because I watched the cartoon as a kid, too, yeah. which I tried to rewatch, and yeah, I couldn't make he it. He was just like their pet, really, when it came down to it. Yeah, Nothing and special. I, I never cared for Slimer at all in the cartoon or the movies, but... Well, in the first movie, though, he was hilarious. Like, it was like how they encountered him, and, and like this, their- like what... Their first yeah. ghost, and he was eating everything and everything like that. Where they made him an actual character in the second one and the cartoon. Yes, yeah. And, and Venkman hated him in the cartoon. But it, again, like though, else, the reason... Everyone else thought Slimer was okay, but Venkman hated Slimer. And... Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah just because Venkman got slimed by him. Um, well, and that was the running theme in the cartoon. That he was always yeah. slimed by him again. But So, in... Like, the reason, though, that you could tell why they made Slimer a character is because he was popular with the kids. Like, kids liked that character. And so it was yeah. like, again, this is that, that sequel, that movie being a sequel and it not be, it being such a kids movie versus what the first one was, which was more adult, you know? Yeah. Yeah, there was very adult humor in the first one that was not in the second one. Yeah. They they almost dumbed it down for kids, which is why I think it didn't do as well. Yeah. But yeah, I would have preferred Slimer. Yeah. Makes me wonder what happened to Slimer. You think Ivan Reitman was just like, nah, we'll we'll do a new ghost? Well, I thought Ivan Reitman died. I'm sorry, Jason Reitman. Jason Reitman. 
But Ivan Reitman was still alive during the making of this movie. That's interesting that he could chew his way out of that yeah. plasma. Or whatever you want to call it. Whatever. I just like how the the proton packs are for catching ghosts. But if they don't if you don't hit the ghost with it, it just it destroys, destroys like, shit. <laughs> it's like it's like this terrifying death ray unless it hits a ghost. <laughs> 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 the uh, the ballroom scene where they just they literally destroy everything in the ballroom just to catch Slimer and even the courtroom in the second movie like again they just destroys everything the, the, the other thing that a lot of the right kind of people complain about the original Ghostbusters it's it's one of the most libertarian movies of all time like, Why is that? I never heard the, that. The message of Ghostbusters is very libertarian, but like, you know, bunch of independent businessmen trying to be brought down by the government, and it just oh yeah, and it was <laughs> wait you you need you need to regulate those you know those proton packs need to be regulated, and they're like nah, I'm like <laughs> <laughs> no they don't. <laughs> Very much reminds me of like the Blues Brothers style, you know, like getting in the car the first time, jumping shit. Hey. Hey. They, they're kind of keeping it up because he doesn't have a license. No. <laughs> He's right there. <laughs> it failed his driver's test. <laughs> He's driving. So again, build like building this whole like you know I feel bad for him. Well, because he doesn't understand why she doesn't like science. Like, she doesn't like science because it's daddy issues. Yeah. So the last thing she wants is to marry somebody who, like, being involved in a relationship that... They're, that, they're you know, at dinner. You're already talking about marriage. Well, but you get what I'm saying. Like, it has to go somewhere. And so, like... You don't date just to date. You date to eventually get married. Okay. <laughs> John's like, whatever. Well, I'm not necessarily disagreeing. I'm just saying that they're out at dinner and you're talking about marriage. I, I guess I'm just getting at the, the simple fact of, like, she doesn't want to be with a guy. She ultimately doesn't want to be with a guy whose, like, first love is science. <laughs> It's 
it's like if if I got involved with a with a woman who hated movies because like her dad was a movie director who you know. I was gonna say, up until that point, it's like, isn't that what you did? What? <laughs> Shut up, dude. <laughs> Somebody who doesn't enjoy film the same way. Did you end that? We'll talk about that later. Okay. <laughs> Alright. Muncher, that's what they call him. Muncher. Instead of Slimer. Instead of Slimer, yeah. Which, they never really gave Slimer a name in the first movie. I think even in the second one, it was the cartoon that gave him the name. Yeah, it was the cartoon. And the marketing. Yeah. It was just like, ah, oh, Ray, I've been slimed. And that was it. But, Slimer in the very first movie, what was he doing? He was gorging himself on food the same way this, this thing was, he like, always, eating I mean, shit. That so. was a... That was the thing. With Recurring him. theme, yeah. It was just that he changed sides and joined the Ghostbusters in the second one for whatever. Which reason. is, yeah. What did he, or was he just there as a well, minor he, character? Because he, he drove the bus and got Rick yeah. Moranis to the museum. But that was the only scene that he was in, wasn't he? Other than when they started back up, he was eating and Rick Moranis, because Rick Moranis had like joined the business at that point. He was their accountant. And he works oh, there, yeah, yeah. and he like walks in, and he sees Slimer eating, and they freaks out. Mm. That's right. Okay, alluding to the fact that he's probably their pet. This is cool because this was only in the cartoon. Never in the movies was there this like seat that popped out. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that it was kind of one of the dumber things about this movie, but if it was like a if it was a shout out to the cartoon, that's cool in its own right. What's that? The 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 dope the seat. Yeah, no, it is. It's it is a shout out because only in the cartoon and in the toys did that seat exist. It was not in any of the movies. And again, catching the ghost, they end up destroying like a shit ton of the whole town. the sequel to this could be really fun like all the cool gadgets that they come up with to trap ghosts and stuff again as long as it's not like kids are cool adults are dumb Focused on the task at hand, like, wait a minute, I'm in danger. 
Yeah, <laughs> I could. <laughs> one wrong move and I can get like smeared here on another car. Like this. It is kind of cool, the, the idea of how the team is built in the first movie to how the team is built now. Like, their first ghost being Slimer, their first ghost being... It was only the three of them Hits all the same first. notes. Yeah. It, it does its own thing, but it hits the same notes. Top Gun does the same thing. Yeah. It's all the same you know, notes, it's, but in its own... It, its own we flavor. talked about Star Wars a little bit, too. Like, it's kind of like what The Force Awakens did, too. And Force Awakens yeah. got a lot of crap for doing it. Um, but I know, but again, they did it for this very reason. <laughs> you know, you could have just slowed down. There was the trap, like, <laughs> like, you did not need an emergency stop there, like, you know, no, but it made for cool cinema yeah. and it was interesting how the trap and the car did the same move the ghost trying to run back to safety yep. Truth. I was there. 
Hey! Hi! How, what brings you here? Actually, you could really help me with hiding stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Can we priors? No. Bill Charge was a minor. You've got two years. Facts. I'll visit you. Look. This actor is always one of my favorites. I, I never remember his name, but he is one of my favorites. He was in uh, the first Spider-Man movie. And then he was in uh, he, the Fargo TV show. Uh, did you ever watch that? I watched the first season. Who was in the first Spider-Man? Uh, he was the shocker. Sorry, in the, the new, the new Spider-Man trilogy, the, one, the first one with Tom Holland. Spider-Man... Uh, uh, homecoming. Uh, yeah, he was shocker. Oh, uh, you need to see Reacher. Watch Reacher. You like it? Yeah. Okay. Did a much better job with it. Although, I mean, there's things we can discuss about it, but yeah, I've read the book, so uh, it's good. You know, I never read the book, so oh, here, here here's we go. the scene you were talking about. Ray Stanza. It's cool that he still runs the shop. So at least this is the callback from part two. Like he runs Ray's occult. Ray's occult and we're closed. Wait. I only get one phone call. I'm in prison. Slammer, huh? I've been there myself. I'm not a lawyer, but I'm listening. So, Eon died a week ago from this movie. Mm-hmm. Weren't you two friends? That was a long time ago. What happened to you guys? Oh, well, look when we started busting those. The economy was good. Reagan years. People believed in us. And things got slow. Hawkins got thin. Beckman thought. We did our job too well. Oh, we could barely keep up our mortgage. Some actor bought off most of Tribeca and we lost the firehouse. It's a Starbucks now. So then you all just walked away? Peter went back to academia. <laughs> He's the SUNY corporate now. He's a professor of medicine. He teaches advertising and promotion. Winston went into finance. He worked hard, coined a fortune. And I'm here. Um, what about Eva? Hmm. Take a little advice. 
Don't go chasing ghosts. Again, like just not shitting on the like let's give some background and not shit on the main characters and make them out to like be real people who you know I love how he's like I want to ask you <laughs> so many he's questions like, I want to ask you about this so bad but I have to sound <laughs> <laughs> like a, an adult mind. Like an apparent. Yeah, and then he's like, sneaks it. Catch anything like. <laughs> Again, that same plot point from the first one, the government kind of taking control of... Yep. But just uh, that... But I, as opposed to where they tear... Like, a lot of new IPs tear down the legacy characters. She's ready to kill for her grandfather. Like <laughs> She is, yeah. <laughs> well, and it, it, she found the per... She found the link in her family. What? Like she always felt like the weird one, and now she found her connection to the family. Like, you know. yeah. Thank you. 
myself here. I really am. And all I see are reminders that I, I didn't mean to think so. You never care about me. <laughs> now she hits the fan. <laughs> what wakes up the ghost though? Like what causes this? That's not really explained, it's just all of a sudden like it just happens. Like it was like time now, I guess. Gotta love the uh, state puff marshmallows. Yeah, but I could have done without that. Yeah. At least not to the extent that they were used, but I mean it just adds a little bit of comedic element to it. You know, and again, a good callback to the first. I think State Puff Marshmallow Men were, like, kind of the popular pieces of, you know. It became I, iconic I think, and something tied to Ghostbusters. I just think the, the bunch of little murderous Marshmallow Men running around was a little ridiculous. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, watching them roast each other was kind of funny. <laughs> I was at a Denver uh, Fan Expo, because I can't call it Comic-Con, but I was at Denver Fan Expo, and there was a guy dressed up in a State Puff Marshmallow shirt, uh, suit. It was actually kind of cool. Huh. They're riding a Roomba. <laughs> they run over another one. <laughs> it's just weird. It's just... Not all the marshmallows turned into them either, so... Still has a smile. And then the monster.
<laughs> it's all, it, it is almost like the first Ghostbusters with Rick Moranis running away from the dog. All, like The only thing missing is him hitting the glass and sliding down. <laughs> it, it's the right blend of comedy. It really is. It's it's like the monster sitting on top of the car. And then it takes a moment for the yeah for the tires to deflate. And then, obviously, back to the, like, explanation in the jail cell. Now we're all gathered in a... The only thing missing is all the people gathering around them as no, they're just, they were there happening. in the diner. People were... Oh, everybody, true. like, the whole diner was eavesdropping on the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do his granny answer have in common? <laughs> Again, he's the, he's the only one that hits her in there. <laughs> He's the only one who understands her. Again, just just as you explained, just as you pointed out, like Egon and... Ray. Yeah. Ray was the bridge between Egon and the world. Mm-hmm. I will be kind of sad if, like, in the sequel, they just kind of... They don't make podcast... Like... A smart person like they just kind of make him an idiot who says funny things like again part of Ray's charm Ray's is the fact that he is actually an intelligent individual yeah yeah he's, he's very much a scientist <laughs> androgynous male like god There's only one. 
I liked this detail. I just did not like what they did with it. Yeah. Why would why would they do it? Like, why would they bring him back just to kill him immediately? Yeah. Like, what was the purpose of this whole scene? Yeah. You think just to point out the fact that he, uh, like, he spent his life doing something that was not going to be. Yeah. So in all those cases, Gozer was going to come back. Yeah. But something stopped Gozer. Yeah, what happened before 1984 to stop Gozer? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There there have always been Ghostbusters. And this, <laughs> guess what's been causing the, yeah. Guess what's been causing the earthquakes. I think he's had it working this long. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's alive. He was laughed at and for it he paid the ultimate price. 
And it, now this is cool because it, it, it like kind of gives that. Like now mom isn't dumb to what's happening. Mom is kind of made aware of everything. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, it, it gives closure to that part of the story. While also being, you know, this calm moment before the jump scare happens. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> there's no Diana, there's only Zool. Dana. <laughs> Dana, yeah, Dana Barrett. Good right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
Flint again, same plot point. This time, instead of the traps getting loose, now it's whatever of the pit of cells <laughs> getting loose. It's cool, like, they don't treat the audience as dumb. Like, they don't, it's not like they explain everything. They don't yeah. shove it down your face immediately. They give you little hints at the beginning of the movie, so you know, oh, something failed. And then even here, like, oh, and then, then, then they point out, like, oh, he was onto something, he was doing something bigger. <laughs> Does he, um, is he wearing the same, like, head contraption that... Yeah, he is. Yeah, okay. He found that down there and he's like... <laughs> Again, that goofy Rick Moranis like character becomes, yeah. Oh, that's cool. He marked up the uniform with who he was. I just noticed that. That's a really cool, like, he put his own name tag on, on the uniform. I believe in you. It's unthinkable. 
Interesting setup to trap the ghost to lead to this point. It was kind of like... It, it's almost like this is why they couldn't have Slimer. They needed this moment. It was like, they probably wrote Slimer in originally, and then as they were going through, well, how do we get all this shit out of the jail? Why don't we make a new ghost that could actually eat through bars? Still has all this still a really horsepower bad. to it. <laughs> Ecto One has always been a badass car, no matter what. This part right here. This is single. This is my least favorite part of the movie. Just she actually looks worse, I think, than the 1984 version. Yeah, and again, like it, you can't cast obviously the same character, but like I said, it being Olivia Wilde, it's kind of interesting. I don't care about ruling the world with you. I like that they kept the ghost uh, montage. Yeah, like of them taking over the town, essentially. Yeah. So this is something that gets me. <laughs> um, like, what's the point of her character just sitting on the throne? Like, why not have her do something? Uh, a whale. There's two whales in a bar. It was like they just released her for her to sit on her throne. It seems really weird. 
So Grasshopper walks into the bar. <laughs> and the bartender's like, We have a drink named after you. And the Grasshopper's like, I don't know, why didn't they pick up the trap? Why did they just expect the trap to follow them like that? Like, the RC car is not going to keep up. <laughs> Sinners. That's awesome. <laughs> Again, why is the RC car like driving outside the car? Like it should be. Let's grab the. We should have just grabbed the stupid car, but whatever. It's a weird plot hole to me.
Beginning of the movie where that's where it failed at. They get the packs at. I think, so. I know I think they said I had theirs. Okay, play time's over. Let's toast this month. I'm actually happy that they didn't kill any of the characters. Which is what happens with some of these movies, is the passing of the torch movies, right? We're gonna kill them, and it's gonna be somebody new. <laughs> I don't remember this job being so painful. I do. You got a lot of nerve. <laughs> Come on, 
there, crawling back to me. We could have been the most spectacular power couple. You know, <laughs> my sense of fun and your personality. But no, you always had to vanquish, conquer. You always had to maim somebody. And that's probably the number one reason why we try anyway. Now we're finished, babe. And then here's where they give some extra fan service. Yeah. But people liked it. Yeah. It worked. It worked, yeah. It wasn't something... It, it's a little cheesy. Um, but it helped, so... Because well, it was also coupled with the genuine sadness of Harold Ramis's passing, so... Exactly. And they did a really good job. Like, how did they... F because that's not an actor, so did they just find his likeness and put it in a computer? It's a CGI. CGI. And now the table's turn. Somebody's got to get covered in marshmallow goo or it's not a Ghostbusters movie. <laughs> and bam. Right there. I, <laughs> Winston's face is perfect. The, uh, <laughs> the rest of them are like, whatever. But Winston's like, am I really sitting next to him? traps So, there had been a rumor going around that if Harold, or that if they were going to do a new Ghostbusters movie, Bill Murray wanted to be a ghost. Like, that was his whole thing. I want to die in the beginning of the movie and be a ghost. So, I wonder if, like, somehow they were able to, like, hey, no, we're going to do this to Harold Ramis and make him the ghost. And Bill Murray was like, okay, we get that fitting way to do it. But, yeah, that, that had been the rumor going around, so... <laughs> so, so for some reason Sigourney Weaver's cameo in this is my favorite yes yeah well it, what makes it even better is the fact that, that like they got together like it's 
You know, see, that was that was always the kind of the couple that, that you did hope made it, and, they, you know, they did. Is she? <laughs> You're my subscriber. <laughs> Singular. <laughs> Take you home and get you all cleaned up. I am not lasting after this. <laughs> You're like. Going, well, it is like what, 2 o'clock in the morning for you, man? 2.15. Ugh. And yeah, my alarm goes off at 5.30. You did it. And then I gotta go do power cleans with my trainer. Oh. After taking care of the chickens and everything in the morning. Is your girl not back yet? No, she gets back Sunday night. Alright. I'm trying to get Elden Ring done before she gets back. Because <laughs> I don't really play games much anymore, but I wanted to play that one. Yeah. And I'm, I'm loving it, but it is so big. Oh my goodness, it's so big. And it's not a complaint, I just have a timetable because I know when she comes back I'm really be playing it. It's gone. Yeah, it's like. Well, I was in a middle of does your girl to, Does your girl listen to us? No. I was in the middle of showing <laughs> Lost and she was in the middle of showing me Bones. Uh huh. Be like alternate seasons. Nice little call out to uh, Harold Ramis for Harold right there. Like, so perfect. So, we're to assume they went to New York now to bust ghosts. Well, you don't know about the kids. It's because it's Winston that took the. the Ecto yeah, he one. took he took the Ecto one back home, but like you have to assume like he he wants the kids to be Ghostbusters. They prove themselves. All right, in credits, but you have to at least like watch through the because there's a couple in credit scenes, aren't there's there? T there's two. There's two credit scenes. 
One of them being the aforementioned Sigourney Weaver cameo. Yeah. Maybe we skip ahead just a little bit. You're probably going to miss it. No. Right here, there's got to be... You slowed it down. Bokeem Woodbine, that's his name. Bokeem Woodbine. Here we go, here, I'll rewind it. Annie Potts. And then Sigourney Weaver. It's funny, her name comes up, you're like, oh, where's Sigourney? Right here? Yes. Getting a taste of his own medicine. Perfect. It's just so, so much fun. <laughs> All right, let's skip to the last of it. I don't know if it's at the very end or. I think. It's, like not it's long enough anymore. that, like. At least over here, it's not good. skipping. It's not yet? Maybe it's yeah, got to catch up. get, like, a load screen. No, oh, here we go. It's got to be it. The thing says you seeked forwards. It's not a word. Well, it is. <laughs> seeked. You seeked forward. Did Ray Parker Jr. have any other hits? I don't know, to be honest. Quebec. Where did they Quebec. film this? Did they really film this in Quebec? Quebec. Quebec, Canada. Those damn Canadians. America's hat. <laughs> Just like Florida's America's wang. <laughs> I was explaining that to the to uh, um, the girl one of these one day. <laughs> and she just couldn't get it. Like it was just like I was just like, no, it's America's wang. Look at it. Struck me as very naive. I don't remember this.
<laughs> it's interesting how they set him up as the money interesting he's the one that needed a job mm -hmm. and literally now that like res responding to a one ad like yeah and they're like you know see very ominous kind of ending you know that kind of thing foreshadowing yeah foreshadowing what's gonna happen so there you have it. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yep. Nostalgia it's, done correctly. Yeah, that's you very know. much what it was. Um, we mentioned a few others, uh, you know, and of course, again, Star Wars came up and Star Wars The Force Awakens came up uh, while we were watching it. I, I do think that that was like the first Awakens was nostalgia done correctly to a certain extent. Not fully, though. Like, they missed the mark know. on a lot of things, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, not that. And that was the only one that was like, you'll do. After, yeah. After that, it was uh, no bueno. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I, I, we won't get into it tonight, but I, I still do. I, I actually do enjoy um, the Last Jedi. Uh. Um, I'm just going to stop I, there, especially because I'm yawning, and it's 2.30, and i got to go to bed. But. No worries. All right, well, this has been fun. Um, yeah, thank fun. you guys for joining. It was, yeah. I lo I do like this. We should do this We should do this more often as a formula. Yeah. So. We just have to decide what to do next. Exactly. Die hard. <laughs> Fine. Action why? movies. Action movies. Just think, like, okay, but why? Why die hard? Why? Just how to do action like action films like the formula for action right there mm. you know so that's the only thing I can think of but we can talk about it and figure it out for our next one so okay. alright guys this has been fun John's gotta go to bed I gotta go yeah. to bed too but yeah I'm Steve and I'm John and this has been Quixotic thank you guys Good night. Good night.